Paul here with today's tip to help you pass ACLS. With only a few exceptions such as oxygen, aspirin, and nitro, when it comes to our frontline medications, most are intended to be given IV. Getting IV access is near the top of every ACLS algorithm. But what do we do if it's time to administer a medication and we've been unable to establish an IV? Alternative routes for medication administration is today's PASS ACLS tip topic. Listening to a tip daily for a few weeks before your class will help to cement the key concepts needed for you to pass your ACLS written exam and megacode. Push the plus, follow, or subscribe button in your listening app, or activate the PASS ACLS flash briefing skill on your Amazon voice device so you don't miss upcoming tips. You can find additional ACLS-related resources at PassACLS.com. Generally speaking, we should establish an 18-gauge or larger IV in a patient's antecubital fossa for every patient that falls into an ACLS algorithm. For patients in an arrest, larger and more centrally placed IVs will allow for rapid administration of IV fluids to expand the circulating volume. It also makes medication administration more effective as medications are less likely to sit in a peripheral vein due to decreased circulation experienced during CPR. Some patients are difficult to get IV access when they're normotensive, let alone when they have no blood pressure during an arrest. If we have enough help at the patient's side, it might be helpful to have two experienced providers attempt to obtain IV access. If we're not able to obtain a peripheral IV, Medications can be administered via alternative routes such as intraosseous or the endotracheal tube. In the absence of a large bore IV, establishing intraosseous or IO access would be the next best option. Resuscitation outcome studies comparing medication administration from IO versus IV have shown statistically similar outcomes. Unlike a central line, Experienced providers can easily insert an I.O. in less than a minute and without stopping chest compressions. Similar to IV access, more centrally placed I.O.s, such as the proximal humerus, distal femur, or proximal tibia, are preferred. For obvious reasons, the sternum should be avoided. If you'd like more information about intraosseous access that is needed to pass an ACLS class, Check out the pod resource page at PassACLS.com for a link to a Resus Room podcast episode that further discusses I.O. placement, medication absorption, and outcome studies. All of the medications used in ACLS that can be administered IV push can be given I.O. without changing the dose or further dilution. The same cannot be said for administration of medications via the endotracheal tube or ETT route. In the absence of an IV or IO, some medications can be given down the ET tube. This is not an ideal route for medication administration because only certain medications can be given down the tube, medication doses must be adjusted, some medications must be diluted, and absorption is not as rapid or complete. An easy acronym to remember the medications that can be given down the tube is NAVEL, spelled N-A-V-E-L where N is Narcan, A is atropine, V is vasopressin, E is epinephrine, and L is lidocaine. It is not advisable to administer ACLS medications other than these via the ETT route. Because absorption of IV meds through the alveoli is less effective, 
When administering meds down the tube, we need to give two to two and a half times the normal dose. For meds like Narcan, which commonly come diluted in two milliliters of normal saline, we must further dilute the medication so that the volume we're squirting down the tube is 10 milliliters. Another disadvantage of the ETT route is that we must stop CPR compressions for 5 to 10 seconds during administration. If we continue chest compressions, the medication will be pushed back up the tube. To administer a medication down the tube, we'll stop CPR compressions, squirt the medication diluted in 10 milliliters of normal saline down the tube, then deliver a few breaths to push the medication down the tube and into the lungs. Stopping CPR compressions for anything other than defibrillation, pulse, and rhythm checks is not recommended. We should do everything possible to limit interruptions to chest compressions to maintain at least an 80% chest compression fraction. For ventilation purposes, alternative advanced airways such as the LMA or esophageal tube airway are the same. This is not true for medication administration. Unlike an endotracheal tube, Medications cannot be given down the tube when anything other than an endotracheal tube is used as an advanced airway. If you found today's tip on alternative routes for medication administration helpful, consider giving back via the secure link in the episode notes. I'm here to help you pass ACLS. Thanks for listening, and good luck with your class.